Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hi, it's the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Joy here today, and I'm joined by my co-host, Melissa Friedenberg. So it is fall, and we are talking about employee benefits, because for many of you, this is open enrollment season. If you're working for a company, this is the time where you may be selecting what you're going to choose for your benefits for next year. And we thought this would be a great time to kind of dive in and give you some reminders of things that we discuss with our clients about making good decisions for 2021. Yeah, so if you are facing open enrollment or maybe you even have a new job and you have some choices to make, hopefully by listening to this episode, we'll help you out with some of those decisions, making a little bit clearer for you. If you think about it, one of the first things that people decide and one of the most important to families is healthcare decisions. So many of us have employer health care and you're making a decision that might need to be coordinated between um, members of the family. So husband and wife um, or partners where you um, need to make a decision um, for both of you, depending on what either of your options are. And then sometimes there's a choice between a high deductible plan where you could also contribute to a health savings account versus a more traditional plan. So, yeah, I, I do struggle even now sometimes when, when when that comes about. It's like, well, which plan do we want to choose? And I know there's always changes to the company plan during this time frame. And you have to kind of reevaluate even um, what those options are, what those deductibles and the cost is. How do you what is your advice for people who are considering maybe the high deductible plan? Like who would be a good um, participant for that? So there's a couple of considerations. Oftentimes when you look at a high deductible versus a um, HMO or traditional PPO, um, the cost may be the same if you have a lot of costs, but you would you would pay more as part of your deductible versus your insurance. Typically a high deductible plan would have a lower premium. A company may encourage you to choose a high deductible plan. If you rarely use medical services, then you may think that that high deductible plan may make sense. I would just encourage you to make sure that you have emergency reserves in case something comes up that you were not expecting. And then um, and a lot of high income families where you've kind of gotten to the point where you're maxing out your 401k or a lot of your savings options. I love to talk about high deductible plans. If you're able to also have contribute to a health savings account, then turning that health savings account into an additional retirement healthcare investment account. So some people think about that HSA just like your traditional flexible spending plan where it just reimburses as you go for your expenses. But if you're able to invest it and not use it and save it up for expenses that you'll have in retirement, that's one of my favorite strategies, especially if you think you're going to be retiring before age 65 when you become Medicare eligible. And that is one of the things that I see, especially now with people retiring maybe a little bit earlier than they would expect too, because of COVID, that healthcare cost in between when you can enroll in Medicare 
is a huge gap in a lot of people's financial plans. So the idea that you can save money in an HSA for long-term versus you don't use it, you lose it by the end of the year type of a plan, but HSAs are different. Yeah. And if you are choosing to use it or you lose it, then make sure that you have the appropriate expenses for what you're, you know, kind of safely deciding you're going to put away. Because oftentimes those reimbursements are from money that you save pre-tax. And, you know, those are often sometimes available for um, daycare too, or childcare. So look at that. You know, of course, it's great to get some tax breaks on um, childcare costs and just some budgeting. Definitely. And I think that's a huge cost for people right now with um, remote learning and everything else is childcare costs. If you can get it. It is worth noting um, that if you have a nanny or somebody coming into your home, you can still use your flexible spending account if it's set up, but you not if you're paying that person under the table. So you need to be paying, you know, the nanny taxes. I've got experience doing that and using flexible spending accounts to reimburse. So it is certainly possible, but you've got to follow the rules. Um, that's not a surprise, but um, worth reminding people. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. I didn't even know that you could do that. So that's good. Good little tip right there. What other options as far as open enrollment do you feel uh, people struggle with as far as decisions? Well, I just think that it's a good time to check and see. Sometimes I ask people, do you have disability insurance? And they're like, I think so, maybe. And a lot of times it's with um, it's very expensive to um, buy that insurance individually. But a lot of times you have coverage with your employer plan. In some cases, you can choose between what percentage um, you get of disability coverage based on your decision. So I would definitely check in there, typically um, 60% coverage is kind of what you're aiming for the higher end definitely that would be valuable and many people have their life insurance if they have the needs for life insurance connected with their employee benefits so that's do you recommend enrolling in that if that's an option everybody's different in terms of their needs but for many of you who have um, young children or family needs or mortgage then yes life insurance can be appropriate and I would just analyze and make sure that you're adequately covered and it's cost effective. And also, hey, what happens if I leave my employer but need that insurance? It can, is it portable? So there's several, you know, kind of decisions that go along with that consideration. And now just going back to kind of check where you're at, I feel like if you don't have to make changes to these other areas, um, one area where I see people that maybe have room to make a change would be in their 401k. So often when you sign up, you initially um, sign up to at least do the match, right? So if your company is matching you, but maybe as your salary increases, um, or if it hasn't increased, if you haven't increased your amount to your 401k, you might be able to contribute more than that and to max that out for the year. Um, So that's an option to do that as well. Totally agree. I think that a calendar-based kind of nudge on your 401k savings. Um, For many of you, you're not saving enough to kind of reach your retirement targets right at the beginning of your career. That totally makes sense. And you don't need to completely change it so that you radically change your budget. Um, Instead, if you can do a percent or two increase either at open enrollment, at the turn of the calendar year, or when you typically get a raise, then, you know, in just a few years, you can hugely bump 
what you're saving, especially if you're able to kind of grow your salary as well. I would mention too, there's a couple other things I think sometimes pop up and it's not for everyone, but for some of you, you may have the option to do some savings with um, a publicly traded, traded stock for your company, like an empl employee stock purchase plan where maybe you are able to buy discounted shares. Oftentimes that comes with an enrollment period. It's not just any given day that you can decide to participate in the program. So that's something you may want to consider. And certainly there are you know, pros and cons. It depends on your cash flow, what's available, what you would otherwise be putting that money toward, et cetera. But that's where a financial planner can be a partner, kind of thinking about those things. I have some clients that are able, they're executives and they're able to participate in deferred compensation plans. That's a way where you can save even more than your 401k savings and defer the taxes. It's kind of a perk of being a retainer perk for executives. And um, if you're participating in those types of programs, then have a conversation about what your overall financial plan looks like. Talk about it with your family or your spouse. You know, sometimes it may make sense one year and not another. So don't always leave things on autopilot. That's great advice. And again, just a reminder of why we do financial plans. I think often people think they don't have to do one or don't have the need for one until they're close to retirement. And so even in that accumulation period in your younger years, to have a plan and see how the different options that you have through your employer to really help you improve that retirement picture that don't necessarily always have to do with a retirement plan per se is a great reason to give a financial planner a call and set up an appointment. You're right. And there are a few um, benefits that I think we'll see more of over time. So I'm hearing about the possibilities of employers having some benefits where they would help um, pay off student loans, possibly. You know, back in the day, we saw a lot of, um, if you keep working at this company, you'll get some college um, assistance. And I don't see that as much nowadays, but now it's like go to school, get those, but we'll help maybe pay them off your student loans. And then there's some companies that have a 529 option where maybe they're not paying for your um, kids' college savings as a company, but they have it automatically set up so you can do payroll deduction for 529s. There's a few companies that have long-term care options. So, you know, we haven't covered every base. There's a lot of different possibilities out there. If you're an employer, we'd love to brainstorm with you too to say what would be good to help, you know, benefit and retain our um, employees, help them out. Everybody's a little different. And that's why we love to share these basics and then also tell you that, you know, make your decisions, be serious about your decisions, make sure that you're making the right ones personalized. And just like Melissa said, talk to your financial planner when you need to. Great. I hope you guys found this helpful. If you would like to see more of the resources we have, please do go to our website at www.pearlplan.com. And if you want to set up a time to chat, you can make an appointment right there with myself, Melissa Freidenberg, or Melissa Joy. Have a For great day. For more information, visit pearlplan.com or our Facebook page, Pearl Planning Wealth.